Welcome to Rewilding for Women. Our goal here is to embody sacredness, to reclaim the divinity that exists within each of us, rather than having to leave our bodies, having to transcend our physical forms to go find it. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Leona Waller. In case you missed the last episode, Sabrina, founder of Rewilding for Women, is still very much around, and you'll hear her voice in just a few minutes. But going forward, I'm going to be sharing some of her podcast duties with her. So just a little bit about me, in case you're curious. Uh, I've been a member of the Rewilding team for almost a year exactly, and I am also the person behind almost all of our social media posts. So if you ever see one and you want to comment, say hi, I would love to hear from you and I'd be very flattered. All right, so this episode is, you may have guessed from the title, is about the different realms or states of consciousness. Now this episode is very intensely mind food, but is also a pretty impressive reflective practice. And it was really an eye-opener for me. It brought together so many separate pieces of my spiritual journey, which have felt really incongruous, but are now starting to make a little sense. And also is shining a bit of a light on the breadcrumb ahead, which I think we can all agree that having a little bit of insight helps our ego relax into the surrender a little bit more. So this episode is perfect for that. Like I said, there's a ton of information in this episode. It's very heavy on the mind food. So it might be one of those episodes that you want to come back to. Maybe come back when you're in a different state. Maybe you're more in the astral realm or the archetypal realm and see what insights fall into place from there. If you don't understand what I mean, I promise you will soon. Finally, we have an exciting announcement. So if you're listening to this episode in April of 2021, right now, two of our most popular programs are $100 off. So that is the Birthing a New World retreat, which is open to everyone. And our Persephone retreat, which also has an optional Hades component, which is open to women and those who primarily identify as women. So we decided to put these on sale for spring. It is the perfect time to dive into rebirth, rejuvenation, what you want to create in the year ahead, and also goddess of spring. She's coming up from the underworld and what we can learn from her continuous cycle between death, the underworld, and then back up into rebirth and new life. All right, to get that discount, all you have to do is use code APRIL100. It's all caps, APRIL100, no space, at checkout. And you can find both of those programs either on our website, rewildingforwomen.com or in the show notes below. All right, on to the episode. Let's talk states of consciousness and why they are so important. So one reason why they are so important is because we can inadvertently get stuck working in one level or realm of consciousness and there's so much more available to us. And I want to talk about that. Today's topic might seem like a dry and bland and boring conversation, but it feels extraordinarily important, especially given the number of men and women who've just gone through our seven day experiential journey, which was 
the reunion experience. And we worked in these different states of consciousness. We worked in different realms. And to bring some mind food at this point feels important. So this is a conversation that I kind of reserve for mystery school. I don't share this publicly. I've never shared this publicly. I have shared it once online and that was in mystery school online. So it's interesting um, that this conversation is happening publicly in this way with individuals who are definitely maybe in some of the programs and the online programs and two becoming in-person programs. Ah, I know, I know. Um, we're really starting to see things, at least here in the U.S., really starting to see things open up and um, ways to do in-person retreats that are safe, that we feel are safe and that we feel really serve. So stay tuned for that. That's kind of coming. We're sort of feeling September of 2021. So pay attention for that. If you're dying um, to travel, dying to come to the Colorado mountains, dying to be in physical space with me and with other beautiful souls journeying deeply. Okay, more on that later. So this conversation, yes, it's very pertinent to how we work in rewilding or we work in reunion or we work in immersion or some of the other programs that I'm holding or facilitating, but it's also way beyond that. So I'm going to attempt to give us a framework, give you a framework that allows you to intersect any of the different modalities you've maybe been studying um, or allows for aha moments. So for me, I originally learned this in meditation teacher training, but when I studied shamanic practices, this framework was able to lay right on top of that. When I went deep into archetypal work, this same framework went right on top of that. When I started doing work in the tantric realms and in the divine feminine, divine masculine, and in the sacred union, this framework fits right on top of there. So I'm going to invite you to, you know, as always, move into this conversation with that open mind. How does this serve? How does this serve? How does this fit into my life? How does this fit? And feel free to pull out words that might not jive with you and insert other words and, and just sort of let it like ruminate in your mind or let the links start to happen. So my aim is really to give you some ways that you can start to maybe understand how different modalities fit together or where do the archetypes sit in relation to shamanic journeys or Sabrina, why do we go on an exploration and we go way up into the heights? Like we're way up into like essences. We're, we're, we're in light or we go all the way out into the void, all the way into the infinite all nothingness, like it is nothingness. There is no self in that place. There is nothingness. Or we go into the infinite all of beingness. And, and then we come back down into a visualization. Why do we do that? And, and 
And how does that fit maybe in my current practice? How does that fit in possibly other things I'm studying? And really, how does it serve? Like what, how does it serve? So for me, I would love to invite you to listen for, am I stuck in one of these levels? Am I possibly um, pushing to go to a higher level when actually the gifts reside in the archetypal realm for me right now? So this is an invitation to be so incredibly discerning for yourself, really feeling into you know, what's sparking for me. And there is no better level to be called to there is no better. I, I want to express this so loudly and so strongly. Higher is not better. I remember I was back in meditation teacher training. Actually, it was past that. It was like advanced something. I don't remember exactly, but we were moving really rapidly straight up into the void. So we moved through many levels and I'll, I'll explain these in a minute move through many levels really, really, really quickly, like all in one sitting, move through them really, really quickly, all the way up into the void. And my experience was I was going toward the sun and I was burning up. And reflecting on that, that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad experience, right? That could be, and it was the perfect experience for me that day. But upon reflecting on it and meditating more, it was that I was actually called to be in a different realm at that moment in time. It's not that accessing that realm wasn't available to me or wasn't someplace I could go. It's that that is not what was serving me. That's not what was serving me the most at that point in my life. At that point in my life, what was serving me was two layers down, which was the archetypal realm. So I'm sharing that story so that we can like eradicate the thought that higher is better because it's not, it's not, it's not. And I really want us to get that through our minds. It's higher is not better, lower is not better. What is true for us uniquely is what's better. What is true for us is better. For instance, I'm going to give you another example. I will take, let's say we're on an in-person retreat because we get to do them soon. So let's say you're here in the mountains with me and we're, we're together and we're going through a group experience. There's 20 of us in the circle and we're together for four days on a retreat. Like we're doing a proper rewilding retreat or reunion retreat, which I'm excited for those two, but we're sitting in circle. And the whole group will be going through these different phases. So we will, we will travel through astral realm. We will travel through archetypal realm. We will travel up to essences. We will travel up to void. We will travel up to the, the ground of being, depending on where the group can go, depending on where the group can go. But we'll move through them. We'll move through them. And what's beautiful and amazing is that when we share, so you know, we'll share our experiences at some point, and you'll hear in the shares that the astral realm was 
the spot in that same exploration, it was maybe an hour and a half, we traversed all those different realms, went up, came back down, danced around all over. But you'll hear in that same hour and a half experience, one person will share something from the astral realm that was the most potent, life-changing, life-changing. Everything is different now. And it was in the section of the astral realm that that came through. The next person in the circle will share that it was in the void, like three layers up, in the void was the aha, the epiphany, the oh my God, I've been rewired, I've been awakened. Like things are so incredibly different. Astral realm, eh, didn't get anything, right? Same hour and a half experience, both life-changing, both extraordinarily um, awakening, shifting, transformative, beautiful, but from different states, different levels of consciousness. And that to me is the best example that I can give around what is true. <laughs> what is true is the thing that matters. So don't let our little egoical minds push for some I want to get to the higher state and we almost can't help it. So I will also be incredibly compassionate about it. We almost can't help it. I want to get to the, oh my God, these are the experiences that the mystics talk about, the ground of being, the, the void, the infinite all of nothingness, the infinite all of everything. Like I want that experience. And so we almost can't help it. We almost, isn't that enlightenment? No. That's the other thing that I want to kind of like myth bust at the start. I can't believe I just used myth bust in a, in a conversation. I've never said that. Is just because you can access higher states of consciousness or you sit in a circle and the group energy gets to higher states of consciousness, that is not necessarily your path to enlightenment right? It might be that it's a quicker, truer, more authentic path for you in the archetypal realm. I know this is so, um, not what we think. We want it to be linear. We want it to be step one, step two, step three, step four. Well, wouldn't I want to just push for step, step seven? Like when I want to just jump to the top, forget all the, no, <laughs> no, it's not how this works. So consciousness evolution of consciousness it's a spiral it's a spiral it's a, it's a constant spiral and so we we move up we move down we move around we we get brought back to things and we move up it's a, it's a it's a wild all over dance it's not a linear progressive journey in any way shape or form <laughs> all right so i feel like i've set us up um, for this conversation now let's go into the different states of consciousness again to the best that i can explain them take what serves put the rest in the fuck it bucket right and maybe it will serve at some point or make sense at some point and maybe it won't all right obviously <laughs> we're gonna start at waking consciousness so waking consciousness it's day-to-day -day consciousness and you're awake it's you're looking around, you're thinking about things, you're doing things, you're just moving about your day. Now, here's a fun thing. I think that our waking consciousness for many of us is at varying levels. It's at varying levels. I also think that we oftentimes 
move to different states of consciousness based on the atmosphere we're in, based on who we're around. So I can be here in the mountains walking the dog. I'm in a very much of a waking state of consciousness. I'm sharing this as another myth buster because I think sometimes we think we need to be sitting silently on a fucking mat in a temple in order to get to these really um, profound states of consciousness. Or now the new myth is that we need to take something to get there, right? We need to take some sort of plant medicine or some sort of something to get us there. We don't, we don't, right? So I can be walking the dog. And of course it's a little bit different because I've been doing this for an incredibly long amount of time. But if I can do this, anyone can do this, right? It's available. So I'm not sharing this like, oh, look at me, I'm so fucking special. No, I've just practiced for years and years and years and years and years. So it's different. But it's not that it's not available. It's not that it's not available. It's all of these states of consciousness, all of these states of being. I don't even want to say states of consciousness because to me it's more of a state of being. So a state of being that I'm often in is the ground of being, which in some frameworks, some traditions can be considered one of the higher states of consciousness where it's you are plugged in to the grid, you, you become life itself. You, you, there is no, like, it's kind of like moving into the void where there is no sense of self, there's just I amness, right? I, I amness, but it's a nothingness, that's the void, when we'll talk about these. And then oftentimes in different traditions and different frameworks, and I'm gonna give you a framework, and again, all of these things are very loose, but many, like, but you'll see if you look at different um, people's frameworks or different traditions frameworks or different levels of consciousness and traditions all over the planet, you'll see that they're similar, that they're, they're very, 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 very similar. And that's what I'm going to share with us today. Um, but I can be walking the dog and I'm in that ground of being where there is no separate sense of self but I'm not in the void. I'm not in the nothingness. I'm not in that which holds life itself, right? Which is the void, which is nothingness. You could say it's consciousness itself. You could say it's like Shiva, uh, divine masculine essence. You could say all of those things, it all is the same. But it's, this is a state where it's the infinite all of everything. That's kind of the words that I use for it. Because um, that's how it feels. <laughs> the, just there is no Sabrina-ness. There is no separateness to anything. I am very much connected into life. I call it being connected into the grid. Like connect. I'm, I'm just part of the web of life. I'm part of the web of life. And you literally you flow with the wind. You flow with the. Tr- you, like I watch the dog move and how I move around. How the dog moves and there is nothing that is not a part of the grid. There is nothing that is not part of the grid. I'll see a tin can from the old miners. This is old mining town. I'll see a tin can from the old miners and that's not not part of the infinite all of everything. So the infinite, and you start to kind of almost feel how the world moves and you start to feel how the world, um, how you move, how the world moves, how energy, how, how we're just all in the web of life. That's kind of the ground of being. 
so to sh- finish my story up, I can be walking the dog in the mountains by myself, just in that space, right? I have my eyes open. I'm still, you know, paying attention for bears and mountain lions and moose. Maybe that makes you not want to come on a retreat. <laughs> um, it is pretty safe here though. But, um, so I'm still aware of things, but I'm holding that state of being. So I'm still, I'm living in the world. I'm operating in the world, but I'm holding that state of being. And I don't have my eyes closed sitting on a cushion in a temple, right? Um, let me feel into something. And then I will maybe be walking and I'll be at the mailbox. Here we go with the mailman again. So those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, here's another mailman reference. I reference this beautiful mailman who calls himself Mr. Wonderful and he is Mr. Wonderful. Um, but I reference him a lot for whatever reason, probably because I live like such a hermit up here. I don't see a whole lot of people, but I might see like the mailman at the mailbox. And then I will just shift my state of consciousness to be, you know, at his state of, I mean, I'm not going to like walk up to him and be like, Hey, so the infinite, all of everything. I mean, I could, Mr. Wonderful would probably be like, sweet, I'm in. (laughs) But then I just shift. Right. And this is another, um, like muscle training um, in self. I, I sometimes will call like soul stamina. This is also like states of being stamina, um, consciousness stamina. But it's not necessarily, stamina is one thing of being able to hold it for X amount of time with X amount of distractions, with X amount of, of even people around. So for us who facilitate it's, you know, Um, that's building up our stamina is how many people in the room can we open that door for, or how can I do it? You know, for me, it's, it's online. It's, can we transmit that out in that way? And so there's a stamina involved, but there's also, um, this capacity. So it's building the muscles around this, this capacity to just shift, to just shift. So you, so we don't, have to work hard, right? The more we practice this, I don't have to work hard to get to the, to the ground of being. I don't have to work hard to get to the void. I don't have to work hard to drop into the archetypal realm. I don't have to work hard to do a shamanic journey into the astral level and, and see visuals and ask for guidance. And, you know, I don't have to work hard to do that. It's quite literally like, I talk about this a lot. Is this just shifting the radio dial, right? Like what station are you tuned in at? And that's what starts to happen. You build this capacity to be, okay, I'm at the, I'm at the ground of being, right? I mean, that's like barometer all the way turned up, you know? So I'm on this radio station. I'm walking the dog at infinite ground of being. Boom, mailman is here. I'm in waking consciousness, right? Instantly, I'm in waking consciousness. So I'm in waking consciousness. Okay, great. And then mailman leaves, boom, I'm back to the, to the ground of being. Just like that, right? Just like that. And it's not like that at the start, right? But that's what starts to happen, is you can move all over the place quickly, really, 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 really quickly. And so I wanna like blow that up too, is we don't have to do these all of these austerities. And I, th- I have such respect for all of these tools that get us to these places. But know that we start to move into a place where we don't have to sit 
with the candle lit on our magical cushion and you know hold some pose for x amount of time and set up all of this stuff and it okay well it takes me seven minutes to get to the astral realm and then it takes me another seven minutes to move beyond that into upper astral and then it takes me another seven minutes to move up to archetypal i want to i want to blow that up i really do we are living in a place and we have the potential within our beings to be wired that we can move in states of consciousness like this without substances, without a whole lot of work, without time, right? Like seven minutes, without time, without those things. And to me, that being available to us to the degree that it's available is fucking fascinating. It's fucking fascinating to me. And yeah, yeah, so. I won't go into Sabrina theory around where I feel like <laughs> the collective consciousness is going or where the collective or where humanity is going. I won't go into any of that. That was where I just went. If you heard my pause or if you're on the video and you saw me like zoom over here, I just start to like put my spidey senses out and say, okay, where is this leading? Um, so I won't do that. I'll save that for maybe another crazy wild topic. Maybe we'll do something like that down the, down the track. Um, okay. If you're loving this, if you're loving this, if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, maybe leave a comment like, yes, Sabrina, um, this part has been the most powerful part for me so far. This was my aha moment. Those help us to craft future topics. And if you have a future topic that you would love, leave it. If you're on a podcast and you feel like, wow, I'm getting something out of this, leave us a review. They are so, um, they are such a gift for us. They are such a gift for us and they really help to share what it is that we feel helps people, helps a lot of people. And it just helps to get the word out. It helps to share. So if you feel to do that and support us in those ways, that would be great. All right, I'm gonna get to the framework. Waking consciousness. We're awake. We move one state of consciousness up. Now, I know I keep pausing, I'm getting there, but know that we could do, I could literally give this same talk and put 20 states of consciousness in here. I'm not, I'm gonna go with, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, I'm going with six. You'll see other frameworks that have seven, six, 10. I could put a lot of, I don't know, other ones in here, I could take some of these I wouldn't take any out. <laughs> I wouldn't take any out um, because then I feel like I would miss too much of what I would, what I feel is important. So you can look at Gail Clayton's work. <clears throat> so if you want to look at some different um, realms, you can look at Gail Clayton's work. You can look at Ken Wilber's work. You can look at Richard Rohr. Um, I know that those three, and there are probably thousands of others who have frameworks that you can kind of look into or read books about, and you'll find that it's similar. It's, they're all very, very similar. They'll use different words. They'll maybe describe the states a little bit differently. Um, they might go into it in more detail. We're only on a short podcast together, and I'm gonna give you what I can. So those are just a few little references um, to maybe dive deeper into if you feel to. Um, for me, I do wanna just share this. For me, 
I love the research behind things. I think it's beautiful. I love the mind food behind things. But for me, for rewilding, for reunion, for what it is that we do in the world, it's about experiencing it. So we're getting really, really clear on who we are and what we're really called to do in the world. For whatever reason, I just keep feeling this thing around, I, I don't have an infinite amount of time here, right? This was a gift and I'll share this. I'm sharing this because I feel like it's a gift. This was a gift given to me. A, a very dear friend of mine um, has just received a, a, um, a, a diagnosis around her health and it's a terminal diagnosis. And hearing her share, you know, this X amount of time to be in this life really gifted me, really gifted me in um, clarity, really gifted me in, in, in clarity. And I also know that just for us as a team over the last couple of months, we've been getting clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer around what is it that is our genius, not just what could we do, or what are we even good at? There's this thing I often say, and I, it's not mine by any means. I don't know where it came from. It's pretty common. But just because I can doesn't mean I should. Just because I can doesn't mean I'm called to. Just because I can and just because I'm even good at it doesn't mean that that's the thing that serves the world or the thing that fills me or feels the most aligned for me. Um, and so... That piece is really clear. And so I'm sharing this with you. And I'm, I'm also just owning the fact that for me, my genius is in the experiencing of these states, is in the facilitating and moving us into those states of consciousness. So it's not just talking about it. It's taking us there, whether that be in person or that be online. That's my skill. That's my genius. Whereas others in the world, their genius is actually the research behind things, the mind food behind things, the talking about it. And I think both are extraordinarily valid, but it's just getting clear on what it is that we do. And that felt important um, as we go into this conversation. So waking consciousness, if we're going to go one layer up and again remember just because we're going up doesn't mean it's better right it's just different and i'm just going to use levels as a way of talking about this and, and as a framework so you move one and and truly it's oftentimes as you move up they are typically take a little bit more to access so the higher that you get up you know coming into a state of you really are oneness not just you're hearing about oneness or you're you are it you are oneness so moving to that takes more typically i'm gonna say typically because you could just wake up to that state just like that um sorry i'm pausing because i'm thinking about the reunion experience and i'm just going back through so the reunion experience was seven days it was a free journey that we opened up to anyone who felt to journey with us and i'm just feeling into um we did touch into that space. We did touch into that space. And yeah, that was where my brain went for that moment. But typically it takes a bit more to get up there. And we did a practice of the void in that seven day 
free experience that we just did, practice of the void, and it was into the infinite all of nothingness. And to hear comments coming back of, holy fucking shit, that was the most profound thing I've ever done. I've never been to that place before. Didn't even know that existed. Oh my God, that was amazing. And then we got comments of nothing happened. So it was very subtle. I mean, I know something was going on, but I definitely did not get these experiences of, oh my God, I'm out into the infinite all of nothingness and I become consciousness itself. I definitely didn't get that. And so just, I'm sharing that as an example of really owning our unique journeys. It was like me meditating up into the void when I did, and it was like burning up in the sun. Ah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm actually getting more from the archetypal realm right now. Okay, so we move up to astral, fairly easy to access. It's kind of like dream state. So it's like dream state kind of resides in the astral, and you can go astral, there can be an upper astral, but I'm just going to talk about astral. Astral is typically kind of like very visual, very colorful sort of meditations. Um, they are typically shamanic journeys. They are oftentimes what individuals, the realm that individuals will go to when we do plant medicine or we add some sort of substances. And often, not always, this is, I'm being very, very broad and very, very general here. So don't get angry at me and go, but I did a medicine journey and I went to the essences. Good. I'm not good. Yes. Get there. I'll get to all of these places. Um, but the astral realm is kind of where we can go to like energetically work with the physical world. Um, we can Sometimes we can often like get guidance. We can sort of bring, um, it's dreamy, right? So you, so you can do dream analysis in there. You can kind of move into a state of just daydreaming. So if you do some of the work, I don't even know like what it would be. There's a specific one. Um, Psycho-cybernetics, it's so freaking old. Um, but that body of work, it's, 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 like a, um, it's like a level of manifesting. So you work in this you know, kind of dream world and you, you, know, you want to add poor gratitude into the manifesting of something and you want to be in a state of I've already received it. Can you feel it's like imagination? You lean into imagination. Like it's already here. It's already, it's, it's typically a very egoical state still. It's typically a very, you know, it has a lot to do with the physical world. It has a lot to do with, it's, it's, it doesn't take shattering of self and attachments and all that we identify with to get into that state. Okay. So that's astral. And there's a lot of gifts there. I'm, I'm not poo-pooing that at all. There's a lot of gifts there. I mean, I could go into a meditation in the astral realm and go, where the hell are my car keys? <laughs> Seriously, like, where are my car keys? And you're just kind of, ah, oh, wow, they actually fell out of the car when I opened the door and they're just on the ground in the garage and go out there. Sure enough, there's the car keys. You can go in and, you know, spirit animals and you, you can start to, you know, like shamanic, for those of you who do shamanic journeys, you can go in and you can get guides and spirit animals and the sim symbolism and symbolic natures of things. So that's astral. Then 
And I'm just like looking through. There's a few other layers in there that you could do more research on. Um, Transformative Meditation by Gil Clayton. We'll talk about those. I don't know if it's a resource that resonates with you or if her work resonates with you. Don't ever assume that just because I share it with you that it's going to be something that you'll like. You might read and go like, no thanks, Sabrina. That sucks. (laughs) That's perfect. But um, felt important to share that. Okay, so the next level, so that was level two. We're going to say waking consciousness was one. Two was astral. Let's go up another one into archetypal. Um, For those of you who've done rewilding work, that's a lot of it, not all of it by any means. A lot of it's very archetypal. So you'll see us, we have a retreat on Persephone. We have a retreat on Kali, although Kali moves into um, up into essences. Kali, I believe in that workshop, we actually even, I think we go into essences. I don't know that we go up to those. Um, Persephone, I know that we go also into essences. We go into divine union, so we kind of move up into the space where void and ground of being meet, where divine masculine, divine feminine meet, those words almost like dull it down and diminish it. So just leave it, leave it high. Don't let it drop down. But um, so just because you're working with an archetype doesn't mean that you're not accessing higher states of consciousness. So here's another, that's another myth buster number, whatever that is for. I don't have a clue. But so just because you're working with an archetype, so let's say you're working with Kuan Yin and Kuan Yin actually has like that doorway has capacity to totally be in the archetypal realm, but also has capacity to be a doorway or a gatekeeper. Kuan Yin is sometimes considered an aspect of essences, which is the next level up. We'll get there in a minute, but has capacity to open the door to higher, to higher states. So just because you're working in an archetypal modality um, or with an archetype does not mean that you're only working on the archetypal level. So let's talk a little bit more about the archetypal level. This is when things start to get impersonal. They start to get impersonal. And for me, in the archetypal level, there's like a lower archetypal realm and then there's an upper archetypal realm, and then there's the essences, which is, we'll talk about that in a second. I know I've just, I've added an extra one, now we're going for seven. We're doing lower archetypes and upper. I was gonna try to just do archetypes, but let's do lower and upper. So if we were gonna go into like lower archetypal realm, we start to go into, if you were in astrology, you start to go into your chart, your astrology chart, all of the planets and all the asteroids, those are just archetypes. That's it. That's just an archetypal imprint. But you could go into archetype, lower archetypal realm, and you could go into very generic things. So we'll start this way. You could go into teacher. You could go into, I have all these weird ones coming to my head. Pirate, vampire. I don't know why they're coming in. Um, Doctor, right? Or um, medicine man, medicine woman although you can start to move up when you get in there, but um, you can feel into mother, father. And you, you, like, can you feel that? So that becomes impersonal, becomes impersonal, but it's almost like that imprint of energy. And sometimes we'll talk about archetypal energies as it's a particular vortex of energy with particular characteristics and flavorings that can reside within us and 
also reside externally beyond us, right? So teacher resides within me has since I was a tiny little girl, right? I remember being five and making my cousins and my little sister like use suitcases for school desks. Yeah, I've been doing this a long time, but I don't know what I was teaching back then. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that great. Um, so teacher resides within me, but it's not personal to me. Does that make sense? We, we start to move into imper because teacher resides in this person and teacher resides in that person and teacher is this kind of defined thing out here that we can sort of talk about. So that's like lower archetypal realm. Some of the archetypes, so for those of you who are into gods and goddesses like Venus, Aphrodite, um, Juno, Mars, um, I'm trying to keep them a little bit separate here. I'm trying to think of other archetypes that could fit in there. Anyways, some of those archetypes, and notice also that that's linked to astrology. So Venus is a planet, R is a planet. So you can start to see these archetypal energies weaving into astrology in, in ways and Anyways, we won't go there because that's a totally different podcast. And if you want a podcast on how astrology links into embodied archetypal work or archetypal accessing or archetypal, let me know. Leave a comment. Um, shoot us a note. Leave a comment in the Facebook group. If you aren't in our Facebook group, join it. It's fun. Like, it's fun. Um, we just journeyed through the seven days together. We'll do lots more in there. You get all the latest updates on, hey, we just released a three-minute YouTube video that happened yesterday. Um, we're doing a live this weekend. That's where all of our lives happen. So if you just search Sabrina Lynn rewilding, you'll find it in the Facebook groups. Okay. Um, that knocked me off of my train of thought. Darn it. Um, okay, so archetypal accessing. Yes, that's where you can leave a note or a comment. Like, hey, I wanna know more about that. That's a great place to do that if you're not on YouTube. YouTube has great comments or if it's hard, don't know where to leave comments. Okay, moving on. So <clears throat> in lower archetypal realm, there are gifts there because we get to see shadow sides. So it starts to, there's a lot of other gifts, but one of the gifts is we get to see, it's like two sides of the coin. So teacher has two sides of the coin, right? Two sides of the coin. There's a, I hate saying positive and negative. I want to say plus minus like a battery, but it's not good or bad. There's, but I want to talk about, there's an unconscious sometimes side. And we can say plus minus, we can say, um, light, dark, whatever, but we can start to almost access places within self around, okay, um, if I'm in the teacher archetype, where, and we start to be able to know thyself, right? So if you know any spiritual paths at all, you'll know that a big part of every spiritual tradition is know thyself. And this is an access point of knowing thyself. So, okay, so teacher, teacher. And it's now not personal to me. And I start, just look outside of yourself at teachers. Think about good teachers. Wow, teachers really gift this. You just think about teachers in your life, the good ones. And just feel into, okay, wow, this is what this teacher did, this is what did, this teacher did. Now think about the bad ones. 
Okay, this teacher actually disempowered. This teacher actually blah, blah, blah. This teacher, la, la, la. And you think about that. And so we can do that when we start to feel into our own archetypes, ones that are strong. I mean, we have all, um, we all have certain archetypes. Carolyn Mace does some work on this. I don't necessarily agree with the four that she thinks everyone has, um, which is like victim, saboteur, inner child. What's the other one? I don't know what the other one is, um, but you can go search more on that if that's something, if that's a thread that calls to you. Just kind of go look up her archetypal work. Her archetypal work stays in lower archetypes. It's beautiful. It's beautiful work, but it stays in lower archetypes. So if you do know her work, that's lower archetypal realm. Now, if you move up to upper archetypal realm, you start to move into um, a layer that gets a bit more mythic. It gets a bit more, for lack of a better way of saying this, a bit more mystical, a bit more magical, a bit more... It, it kind of pushes us out of mundane. So lower archetypal realms are very mundane. Like I can say teacher and you're like, sweet, I know what that is. I get to upper archetypal realm and I say, um, I say medicine woman. I say medicine man. I say, right? And that has a different feel to it. I say, I'm trying to think of who I would really put there that doesn't feel like and can also move to the essences um oh, fuck, a lot of them can uh let me think let me think let me think um that goes to the essences too i'm going through all i'm like isis no she accessed these the essences i go mary magdalene no she accessed these the essences um i go to uh, who else did I go? Anyway, I go to Saturn and I'm like, no, he actually can embody like sheer divine masculine if you work with him in that way. It's how you work with them. But upper archetypal realm often starts to bring about things within us that we are not even aware are there. So this is where it starts to get wild and beautiful and, 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 and glorious. And it's really a part of tapping into unknown and not necessarily shadow work unknown, although that's definitely there and accessible and we can definitely do a lot of work there and a lot of beautiful work there. But it's also um, abilities and gifts that we just didn't even know were there. It's sort of starting to get into the realms of, it's unbelievable human potential sitting in the upper archetypal realm. Like it's, oh wow, you're, you're actually an oracle. You, you actually have capacities to see in the unseen realm. Oh, you're, you're a healer. You, you have capacities to just channel healing grace or light through your hands, your body, your hands and heal, right? So in upper archetypal realm, when working in there, you start to access potentials within self that seem unbelievable. Like the things that you read about in books and um, the, the gifts that the mystics have. That's kind of our upper archetypal realm. That stuff starts to set in. Also, in the upper archetypal realm, you can do a lot of work around 
what is unconsciously holding you back. So that's that shadow work piece. So you can do a lot of work in where are you unconsciously sabotaging yourself? Where are you, where do you unconsciously hold um, rage or pain or grief or fear toward the masculine? Where do you unconsciously hold those things toward the feminine? You can start to do work in those realms. You can start to do work around um, which wound, like which wound resides up there. Um, medicine man wound resides up there. Oh my God, if I open up to these gifts and this power, they're going to kill me. They're going to burn me. The last time I did this, you know, you can start to talk about past life territory and karma. We don't even have to believe in past lives, but just kind of imprints we came in with is the last time I did this, bad things happen. I'm not doing it again. And you start to access these on, it, it is a profound place to work in a profound place to work in. I worked in that space for years and 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 years for literally at least two hours a day for two years before I came anywhere near facilitating because that realm there holds so much unconscious. It, it allows us to access so much, so many of our unconscious gifts, our unrealized potentials, and also, um, the shadow, also the shadow. So, for me and, and for us, like those of us who worked, who did reunion experience workshop three, we worked in there. We went in through wild man, wild woman. Remember that was the archetype that we went in the door through. And then we dove down into the shadows. We dove down into the basement of our being and what's there, who's locked in the cellar. Like what is there to reclaim? What is there to see? What is there to forgive? What is there to let go of? That's upper archetypal. Um, we do a lot of that work with dark goddess. We do a lot of that work with the lover archetypes. We do like, if you look on the rewilding for women homepage, you'll see there are the six faces of the feminine and we dance through the upper archetypal realm with them. The, and then you kind of oftentimes will bring, will work in these high realms and then bring it down. All right, so we'll, we'll bring it down into the lower states. So we'll go upper archetypal realm and then we'll bring it down into our archetypal realm, right? So if I'm working in upper archetypal realm, let's say I'm working in, um, who has been really like, um, we'll stick with teacher, right? So if I'm working in upper archetypal realm, I'll maybe be working with, let's just go with medicine woman and start to work with medicine woman and start to open up some of these medicine woman gifts or priestess. like that's so weird to say that word i still like struggle with that word and just like all of the belief systems around that and all of like the hoopla and shit new agey shit around priest everybody wants to be a priestess that's what happens in my being when i hear priest and that's my own stuff right that's my own like just feels around the collective and but working in that upper archetypal realm, you then bring it into, okay, how does this medicine woman or, or priestess, mystic, feminine mystic, we'll use that one, that one's way, way better oftentimes, but um, feminine mystic, how does that weave into my teaching? Can you feel that? So just feel that for yourself. How does that weave into my mundane archetypes, my physical world archetypes? 
And then you can bring it even lower and you can go from that place into astral and go, okay, what's the guidance here? What am I being shown here? Um, what's here to see? How does this fit into my world? And you're kind of in that like dreamy space and you can kind of start to, I don't want to use the word manipulate our physical worlds, but I'm going to. Like you can start to move things in the astral realm but you've come from that high place and you're just bringing the wisdom down. You're bringing the wisdom down and then you bring it into waking consciousness. Like how great is this? So you go way up and you bring it down into waking consciousness. So go through all of these levels and we do this on retreat. We do this in online workshops all the time. We did this in experiencing reunion. Um, and you bring it down and then you bring it in and you grab your journal, right? And you just, you start writing like, okay, what are, how does this, move into your life, right? Okay, so I don't wanna make this the longest podcast on the planet. Um, I wanna go through three more and I've touched on two of these already. So I don't think we'll go into too much around, who knows what we'll do, we'll see what happens. But so that's upper archetypal. Then we get into the essences. The essences is the realm of the mystics. Like it's, you are now starting to get to light. You are now starting to get to high levels and high understandings and high embodiment of love, of compassion, of light. Um, you start to work. So if we were gonna put, and you, certain archetypes reside in the essences. Certain archetypes reside in the essences, right? But it's a high level archetype that has to do with spirituality, right? That's the essence. It's high level archetypes that have to do with your spiritual evolution, your dissolving of little self, your letting go of egoical attachments, your letting go of that. That's the essences. And so like for us, we'll work Christ light sits in the essences. So if you, you Christ light sits in the essences. And remember, I just shared a little bit around oh, Mary Magdalene, she doesn't really fit up archetypal, but she can, she can. And most of the work out there is Mary Magdalene in an archetypal realm, not in the essences. It's just a, it's just a higher octave. You just, and you, you've got to be in a space or with a facilitator who knows that octave. Same with Isis. A lot of times Isis is talked about in just an archetype. You read the myth, you know, here's, here's Isis, you know, here's Osiris, here's... But when you start to move up, you start to get into the mysteries, right? You start in, now it starts to be incomprehensible. This territory is incomprehensible. And you start to hear words when people share from this level around around love, 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 around this light, um, around, I, I start to tap into mystical truths, high level spiritual truths. It's not linear, it's not logical anymore. It's, it's not, it's typically not visual at this point because you're, you're in a different place, right? You're in a different place. Um, Kuan Yin can be, up here, Kali, when we work with Kali, we are always moving into the essences. Of course, we tap into all of the other spaces because there's gifts and everything when you move up through them, when you move back down through them. And for me, I love moving back down through them because you get to bring the gifts of the heights into embodiment, 
right? It, it's not just, okay, let me go up to the essence. It's like, oh, Christ, right? And your heart is blasting open and you're like, oh my God, the amount of light here is unbearable almost. It's unbelievable. And then you come back down and you embody it, right? You, you bring the wisdom like into the body so that we're living it, right? We're, we're living it. Our latest program is called Living Reunion. Living. It's like living the sacred union. It's not just, oh, let's go experience that in a meditation. No, let's live it. Let's live it. Let's embody it. Let's live it in our lives. Let's let these these energies, these states, not just be states of consciousness that we meditate to, but be states of being that we live from, right? Live from there, live from there. So that's a way to talk about the essences. And then if you move up, you move into the void, which we talked about this, so I won't do a ton on this. Void is nothingness, nothingness. And there's tons of work done on this state, tons of work done on the state of nothingness, right? Void, nothing, nothingness. I just meditate out in stillness, right? Stillness, nothingness. Sometimes it's called peace, like peace, peaceful. It's not, I'm nothing. I'm no longer, Sabrina, it's I, I, it's witness consciousness. I become consciousness itself. I move out to the infinite all of nothingness, that which holds life, like the atmosphere that holds the planet, right? And the, it's, I am that. So void and it's, it's beautiful and it's powerful and it's gift filled and it rewires the mind, it opens the mind, it starts to, I mean, a lot of these states start to um, liberate us from little self, false self, egoical self. And then if you go up to the final state that we'll talk about here is the ground of being. It's beingness. So instead of I am no thingness, it's just I am everything. There is nothing I am not. I, I, it's, it's, I, I am, and we talked about this, so I won't, I won't talk about this a whole ton here, but I am everything. So I go from I am nothing in the void to I am everything. I am everything. There's nothing that I am not. It is living. We are all one, which is just like the most offhanded thing that everyone just chucks out there. We are all one. Yeah, okay. It's a great thing to spout off that we have no comprehension of or experience of or embodiment of, but oh, we are all one. And then the brain goes like, yeah, okay, that just makes no sense. But when you experience it, that's when we know it. We don't know it until then. Okay, so those are the different, that's how I would share different states of consciousness and that's how I would weave it into what we do in reunion, what we do in rewilding. That's how I would kind of share the different gifts in the different places. But again, I invite you to lay that framework on top of different modalities you've studied. I would invite you to get really honest with stuff. Am I obsessed? I see a lot of people get obsessed with astral. 
and upper archetypal. Like get, and I'm, right? And I'm not at all judging this. I'm just offering and inviting us to get radically honest with self. Where am I? Am, am I, did I not even know that there were these other states of consciousness? Am I so addicted to the void that I'm missing out on embodiment? I'm missing out on living. I'm, I'm missing out on shadow work. I'm missing out on how that will change my relationships, my careers, my all of this. I'm missing out on the reclamation of my sexuality. I'm missing out on the reclamation or the shifting of my relationship to my body because I'm obsessed with nothingness all of the time. And maybe that's your path in life. So I'm also not judging that. Maybe that's your path. Maybe you are called to live in a state of nothingness as often as possible. Maybe you are called to live in a state of beingness as often as possible. Maybe you are called to just become the greatest astral traveler on the planet. And that's beautiful. So really, it's, there is no right or wrong. There is just what's true. And I offer this as a way of feeling into what's true for you. Where are you called to? You know, what has this shown you? And I would love to hear what this has shown you. We would love to witness, the team and I, we would love to witness. And again, the Facebook group is a great place to do that. Just search Sabrina Lynn Rewilding Facebook group. Um, comments on YouTube videos is a great place to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, just so, 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 so much, um, I don't know, gratitude and love for what we get to do together. Um, and it's been a real joy to share this with you. And I had no idea we we're going to do myth busting through it. Um, one last thing that I want to leave you with is if you're listening to this episode during the month of April, during the month of April, and you want to experience these different states of consciousness, you want to move up, birthing a new world, and Persephone Hades, those two, they're five to seven day retreats, five and seven day retreats, they're on sale. So for us, they feel like um, the two that serve the moment the most, the two online retreats we have that serve the moment the most. So they're both on sale. You'll find the details below. It's $100 off, either of them. Um, that's like a third more, I think, on more on the Persephone workshop if you just do Persephone without Hades. Hades is her um, archetypal couple. But um, if you want to, both of those move into, both of those move through astral archetypal essences. Do we do void? I know we do both. We do both. So both of them, they move through the void. They move through the ground of being. So they move through all of them. So if you're like, okay, this has been great, Sabrina, but I want to experience this. I invite you, feel into which one sings to you the most, and then just use the coupon code that's below. If you're on a podcast platform, go to rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 124, because this is episode 124. So rewildingforwomen.com forward slash 124, and you'll find it. Okay. Um, I will see you where I see you, when I see you, and how I see you. So much love. Mwah.